0: On this week's episode, we talk about the new Marvel crossover event, whine about the weird potential Batman casting, and share our thoughts on the worst comic couples. It's all happening now on Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover B. What
1: up party people?
0: Whoop whoop. We are... We are In the house. We are getting lit on a Wednesday night.
1: Ooh, don't say getting lit.
0: I'm trying to be hip like the cool no, kids. No, you're
1: not one of the cool kids, though. You do a comic book podcast.
0: I'm hip. I'm with it.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: I'm just trying to keep up with the kids' slang. I'm trying to know the lingo. The lingy. Uh, Alright, fine. I wasn't cool in high school and I'm not cool now. <laughs>
1: So, getting right into it, what did you read this week that stood out to you in the plethora, the endless (laughs) library of books that you crammed into a seven-day period? Did any of them blow air up your skirt, so to speak? Float your goat, so to speak?
0: Did you have a Red Bull?
1: No, I had a hellish week.
0: Oh, <laughs> same difference. Yeah. They both I, give you wings. Yeah. I got it. Because one kills you. Get it?
1: I get it. Get I, it?
0: I got it. I'm
1: there. I'm I'm funny. Hip. I'm with it.
0: You're not. <laughs> if I'm not, you're not. Anyway, um, read a bunch of books, but they were all like issue number seven mm-hmm. or like issue 13 or in the yep. case of Squirrel Girl. Issue 41. Jesus. Squirrel Girl is awesome. <laughs> Squirrel
1: Girl just keeps going, man.
0: Because she's awesome. And Ryan North knows what's up. Um, but the only one that really stood out to me this week was um, Wonder Twins number one came out.
1: Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Though. And it is weird.
0: <laughs> it is so weird.
1: Yeah, I saw a preview of it in the back of some DC books. And it seemed like they were taking it in a really weird way. Direction. It is
0: absurdist, and I kind of dig it. Rog on. Um, Let's put it this way. They solved Mixel Pitlick in an issue. Okay. Cool. Um, Also, there's now a thing called Thunderlust.
1: Ooh.
0: Which, apparently the people from their world... When, you know, they'll just be living their lives and doing their thing, and then all of a sudden there's, like, you know, a midday storm, and everyone rips their clothes off and immediately goes at it like jackrabbits. Nice. It's called the Thunderlust.
1: I witnessed a bunch of Thunderlust in high school when I took a bunch of my classmates to see the 300. (laughs)
0: That's just hormones. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad. Yeah, yeah. I was like,
1: "Why are all the girls really quiet?" <laughs> and that guy.
0: <laughs> hmm. But yeah, it was a weird book. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it though. It's so absurdist that I, I, I'm gonna go with it. I enjoyed it. What nice. about you?
1: Um, I too, I read a handful of stuff. Nothing really like jumped out at me uh there's a bunch that came out but all of it is just a lot of like setup issues um so like for instance Justice League Dark does a good job setting up like the continuing story like they finally get back into Justice League Dark number eight they finally get back into like the main story with the other kind and stuff um but it's just really setting up what is next and it's gonna be cool they're introducing a lot of like new Dr. Fate type people Oh, okay. Called the Lords of Order, I think. Um, Interesting. So it's going to be cool. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, but... D- d- not a ton happened in the issue. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of in media res, and Wonder Woman was doing Wonder woman stuff, and Zatanna was Zatan-ing and Which is cool. Yeah. Um, but I... <laughs> One book I did want to talk about, Magic Order number 6, wrapped up. So that miniseries wrapped up, or at least book one. They they say, like, end book one. Okay. Which is so, one of those. you know, three years down the line when Mark Millar reaches into his pockets and only has singles, he can be like, oh, shit, I need to write the next Magic Order. Um, <laughs> it ended exactly as I knew it would. I, I love his stuff because he's got these great concepts. And I love this one particularly... Because I've never really, I personally have never really seen or read anything that takes like magicians and like magic, puts it in the modern world, but doesn't make it like whimsical and fun. It's like gritty and hardcore and people are like blasting people into gory messes, which is what real life humans with magical powers would do. That's true. And I don't know that I was thinking about that earlier today after I read it um, about how like maybe the magician show is like that. I don't know. So if anybody watches that show The Magicians on Sci-Fi, right? Um, yes. is it on Sci-Fi? I believe so. Um, let me know cuz I might have to check that show out. I just I can't get past how everyone just looks so like brute like a broody H&M model. Like everybody in that show looks like they're glaring at you from an H&M webpage.
0: <laughs> because um, that show is essentially an updated uncannoned Whedonverse edition. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh but it ended exactly how Mark Millar stuff does. <laughs> it, it was too quick, and it didn't make sense. It was literally, like, issue five was, like, dire. And this person who was, you know, constantly being described as the most powerful wizard ever is standing between the main character, which ended up being the, like, sister of the family, I think. She seemed to be the main focus and uh standing between her and her goals and bad wizard guy broke into this like secret wizard area and killed the guy who was guarding the uh like magic wizard book like big bad wizard book and this is i'm trying to do this without being too spoilery but it might still be kind of spoilery so that's how issue five ends it's like oh crap this is and that's what i said when i talked about issue five i was like you know, we have one issue left and we've it feels like we're in like super dire straits right now. And then sure enough, issue six comes and it's like, oh, hey, uh, female wizard, wizard sister, she knows super powerful spells and resurrects everybody. And that guy that got killed is actually the most powerful wizard ever. And that's why he's guarding this thing so that he doesn't kill anybody. So he's like an unstoppable badass, and the sisters an unstoppable badass, and now all the resurrected people are unstoppable badasses. And the problem with it is the problem. My problem with Mark Millar stuff is that it's how it always goes. It's like four issues of setup, five issues of climb, like one issue on issue five of climax, and then issue six is resolution. But we're talking about things that in normal comics with like a normal story base, or even in like a book or a TV show, would take, like, like stuff happens in two pages in this book that should happen in, like, an entire issue or an entire yeah. chapter of a book or an entire episode of a TV show. He has and what
0: I like to call Stephen King syndrome.
1: I guess. I don't know. I honestly haven't read much Stephen King, so I don't know. Stephen King um, likes
0: to end weird. Yeah, He and, doesn't know how to end it. And
1: so it's just, like... You know, you get to this point where he he does a great job developing characters and he does a great job giving characters different tone. He's a wonderful writer and his dialogue is great and the concepts he comes up with are great. Like Jupiter's Legacy and Jupiter's Circle, which is one of his longer form pieces, is still one of my favorite books ever. But he just gets to this point where he's like, well, I gotta end it, gotta be done now, and stuff that should be drawn out in order to give these characters that he developed the time they need to fully like meet their maker. You know what I mean? It just feels weak. So you have this like person who's the big, bad, big baddie, And like literally that the most powerful wizard ever that I was talking about, the person that they kept mentioning is like the most powerful. He gets taken out in like a two page bit. It's just like, Oh, Hey, this is how we do this. And it's just, It's like horrible story armor and deus ex machina because you go from one issue where it's like, well, how are the heroes going to get out of this? And then it goes to the next issue where the heroes are like, oh, like this. Oh, we had the tools all along, but he never sets up those road, like the flags. He's just like, oh, yeah, we we know. Oh, yeah, I'm doing this. It's the same
0: thing we talked about last episode where it was like, if you're going to introduce something mm. in the final act, you had to have hinted yeah, at if you're gonna, it in the, the very whole, like, first act. Yeah, the like,
1: whole, if you're going to use a gun in the final act, you need to show pictures of that gun in the, the first, first act. act. Yep. And if you show pictures of the gun in the first act, you got to use them. But the problem is he spins, he just does these short form pieces and I feel like he'd be so much a better creator of comics. And I, lo- I love you, Mark Millar. I love your stuff. I'm always going to read it because I do really enjoy the concepts and you get great artists on there. And, you know, I'm really excited to see your Netflix stuff launch, um, which they cast people in uh, Jupiter's Legacy. I'll talk about that later. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see more stuff from you. But it's just like, do a long-form piece. You know, stick to one thing. And I don't know if it's just that he has creative ADD. I got that, so I get it. You know, I'll start working on something and then I'll immediately have an idea about something else and i want to go on.
0: In the wise words of Willow, bored now.
1: Yeah. It's just like, stick to one thing, make it awesome, give it resolution, and then move on. You know what I mean? So
0: Well, then maybe his um, movie deal with Netflix will be really successful because I think that's one of the reasons why Stephen King movies are so successful is because directors take the base premise and the awesome character development and the great concepts that Stephen King develops. Uh And then they're able to fix the end Mm -hmm. and be like, this didn't work. This didn't make sense. Why did you do this? Let's fix it. Like he, like they did with the mist, for example, Mm -hmm. like that wasn't how it ended in the book. In the movie, it was traumatic and awful and depressing and ruined my life. But it was, it was a great ending. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it gives a director an opportunity to kind of, Fix, where yeah, maybe and they didn't flesh it out I believe
1: right. I said that when I was talking about, I think Magic Order, but maybe something else, Mark Millar, um, is that, you know, the nice thing about him having these short-form things is that there's a lot of room for someone building a show or a movie off of it to play around with it, Yeah, you know? Um, like, Kingsman is not like the book. Um, Wanted is not like the book, you know what I mean? yeah. So, There's a lot of room to toy around with stuff, um, for better or worse, but I'm excited to see where the Netflix stuff goes. I just, and I'm not like super disappointed with how Magic Order ended. It still had its cool moments. It was still a good read. Like I still recommend picking up Magic Order because the art was great. The story was cool. Um, it just ended exactly how I expected it to, you know, issue six and it's like, bing, bang, boom, done, (laughs) you know, and you're like, okay, cool. Um, other thing I wanted to talk about this week. I don't have too much to say, but if you're looking for a Marvel event to get in on, they just started a new one, uh, Avengers No Road Home. Um, it's the same team that did Avengers No Surrender a while back, which I really enjoyed. Um I mentioned it when we talked about our key issues thing of um events and I mentioned how like not much came out of it. And it's true. I mean, we got the Immortal Hulk and we got uh, this Voyager character that we haven't seen since then. Anyway, she's back for No Road Home, which is cool, because I like her as a character. Which is a cool concept. And then the team is a cool team. It's uh, Immortal Hulk and okay. Hawkeye, who oh, okay. Immortal Hulk has already been like, don't leave us alone, because I will kill Hawkeye. Because um, <laughs> Hawkeye killed him and all this stuff. It's a cool dramatic thing that you don't see often come from Hulk, so it's... I like how I like that dynamic being set up. And it's Scarlet Witch and Hercules and oh. Vision and Spectrum and Rocket Raccoon.
0: That is a weird group. Yeah,
1: it's super weird and I love Avengers teams that are super weird, which is why I've been really digging the like main Avengers run cuz it's kind of a weird team. Yeah. Cuz it's like it's just odd dynamics like people are mad at each other and like she hulk isn't the same she hulk and it's a ghost rider but a different ghost rider now right. they've got blade in the mix um but i I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes first issue just does a lot of setting up of the team letting you know where they are and giving you the general premise of what's going on uh but it seems like it could be cool so i do recommend checking out that first issue if you're interested nice News time.
0: Lots of news. In
1: your face.
0: Actually quite a bit of news. A lot of like movie and TV news this time around. Like, for instance, the Brian Singer, Red Sonia, is on hiatus. Booyah.
1: About time. (gasps) For the love of God.
0: I won't go on about it, because we've talked about it in literally the past two episodes, Mm -hmm. but thank you. Yep. And We also found out that, like, all of the Joker stuff has been canceled. So the Jared Leto Joker movie is canceled. And Harley's not going to be in Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. And the Joker Harley movie is canceled. Okay. So apparently they're just going to upend all of it. And if the new Birds of Prey movie doesn't work... Harley's probably, the Margot Robbie's Harley is gone. And they just unconfirmed that there is nothing Gotham City Sirens about the Birds of Prey movie. So basically, they just kind of shot everything down in one fell swoop. Okay. So, that was fun.
1: Yeah, that's badass. Keeping with the TV and movie news and whatnot, I mentioned earlier... Uh, Jupiter's Legacy has casting, and it's pretty dope. Oh, yeah? Uh, Josh Duhamel (gasps) is gonna be playing the main guy, the Utopian, who's the, like, you know, Boy Scout Superman-type character in this. And then, um, Leslie Bibb is gonna be playing his wife. Cool. Um, and let's see, who else is in this... Ben Daniels is going to be in it. He's going to be playing the uncle, so the Utopian's brother. Okay. Uh, Elena Camporis and Andrew Horton are also going to be involved, and they're going to be playing some of the younger superheroes, I believe. So, sounding nice. freaking great. They're so, that's going to be on legit. Netflix. I don't know if they, have, uh, if they have, like, a date for it yet. I don't think they do, but um the showrunner is steven s denight who is also the former showrunner for daredevil oh so that's cool
0: that is very cool
1: uh also mike wade from timeless is in it um matt lanter from star wars the clone wars is in it so it's got some good people so i'm excited excited to see where that goes um i love that book So hopefully they'll do it well. And I think they plan on doing like a mini series a la like Daredevil and stuff. So, well, I guess that's just like a full on series because it's like 13 episodes. It's just
0: weird because we're so used to streaming being more like a long form movie now. Yes,
1: true. So hopefully they'll do it like that where it's like a bunch of episodes and not just like a six episode thing or something like that. Yeah. But should be cool. So that's cool.
0: Speaking of casting. Mm -hmm. So we know... Fleck is done. Mm-hmm. He's out. He's been kicked to the curb. Yeah, he's done so. There was an entertaining uh, minor stint where our go-to fashion, Detective Stabler, was trying to petition to be Batman,
1: <laughs> which nice.
0: I'd be down for. But the actual person who is potentially in the running for this, prepare thyself, Okay. is Robert Pattinson. Ew. How is he Batman?
1: Ew. That's not good.
0: Batman doesn't (laughs) glitter.
1: That's not not good. No. I don't... I don't want...
0: Don't want it. Like, I appreciated Cedric Diggory, and I know he's been in other stuff. I don't think I've seen him in any other stuff. But I hate to be this guy, and I'm really sorry, but, like, Daniel Radcliffe? You're Harry Potter. And, and, And Robert Pattinson... You're, you're Team Edward. Like, yep. this is just your life now. Just accept your life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry you accepted a role that will define you with a generation forever. Whether it's for good or for bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe had to literally get buck-ass naked on stage to try and fight that <laughs> that repertoire. I think he did well. Robert Pattinson, until you get on stage and get buck-ass naked... You still Edward okay mm-hmm. so there you go
1: yeah I don't like that yeah it's gross I don't want that to happen I, I don't hope like that it at doesn't all. happen it's I stupid. really hope that doesn't happen <laughs> that's, that's really sad that is some sad news isn't it gross bringing down the mood here
0: I have better news
1: go cool. hit me
0: uh Marvel just announced that there are four shows oh yeah the coming animated to things yeah they are adult animated shows badass there's going to be one for Modoc. Sweet. Which is being produced by Patton Oswald. Bala. There's one for Howard the Duck. Nice. Which is being produced by Kevin Frippin' Smith, which I'm really excited about. There's one that's going to be Vixen and Dazzler, which okay. is nice. apparently going to have ties to Chelsea Handler. And then... What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> ask questions. And then Hitmonkey? Monkey. Yeah. Which I know nothing about, the but sounds great.
1: Greatest hero of all.
0: <laughs> and they're going to culminate in a giant crossover event called The Offenders. <laughs> Which That's great. is a hilarious slight um, because this is on Hulu. So I don't think I could physically be more excited for this to occur. And I'm ready right now, my body is ready. I need... I need it. Let's just go ahead and have it. Just be done. Let's go. Chop, chop.
1: Nice. That's badass.
0: Yeah. That's it.
1: That was a lot of news.
0: It was a lot of news. And it's all like TV and movie stuff. (laughs) And I think there was more. I just couldn't write everything down.
1: Yeah. We we got a limited amount of time here.
0: I ran out of space. But there's a lot going on right now.
1: Cool. So that's your news. So Valentine's Day is coming up. Yes. Or come and gone by the time we post this, but... It's tomorrow uh, for us. It's tomorrow for us. And
0: yesterday for you!
1: Yay!
0: Assuming you're listening to this, like, on the day we put this
1: out. Happy chocolate and wine and erotic massages hangover day, everyone.
0: Happy Hallmark gift card day.
1: Happy... I'll put these flowers where everyone can see them and throw them away day everyone
0: happy let's see if i can get out of this diabetic coma by saint patrick's day day
1: happy who are you we have a restraining order i told you to stop calling me day
0: oh that was a good one yeah all right you won sweet damn it
1: personal experience wins again. (laughs) 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 so today we wanted to talk about well, we didn't want to do the cliche thing and be like, let's talk about the best examples of kissy-kissy romance kissy in comics.
0: Or oh, favorite couples that give us warm, fuzzy feelings.
1: Oh, God, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> we instead are going to talk about the absolutely shitty examples of romantic ties in
0: comics. Yeah, the couples that shouldn't be couples and, oh, God, why are you a couple? Yeah. And there's... So many of them. Word. They just keep. There's. There's. Ugh. Who
1: you got? Lay it on us. Okay. Lay it down. The worst.
0: The worst example of comic relationship is for some reason every goth girl's favorite couple of in comics, Harley and Joker. It's not okay for your man to treat you like that. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. He's abusive emotionally. He's abusive physically. Get a girl. He's sexually. Mm-hmm. He is condescending. Mm-hmm. He is manipulative. You're right. He is the worst. Mm-hmm. He is a literal psychopath.
1: Sing it, child.
0: And it's just awful yeah. that these girls, these tweens seem to think that they look up and they're like, I want someone to love me the way Joker and Harley love each other. No, you don't. If that happens, it's... you need to call a grown-up or a loved one. You need to go to a shelter.
1: Yeah, what it is is it's they look at it as, like, look at them both. They're both so edgy. I want that. You know what I mean? Like, they see, like, the makeup and the clown costumes, and they're like, ah. Oh, why can't I have a skinny dude with a messed up face and a purple suit? You know what I mean like that's what. But yeah I, I get you the whole like relationship goals hashtag with like Joker and Harley really messed up.
0: It's, it's, it's all, and
1: it's it's all people as with much incorrect conjecture towards comics, it's a bunch of people who have never read a comic. In their lives. It's a bunch of people who have never watched these characters interact in their lives. They just know kind of what it stands for and they see them as like hee hee partners in crime. Yeah. And they 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 bone and then beat up Batman. I want that. And yo, I want that.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the what uh, I, I get really for clumped over this. It's that talk amongst it, yourself. <laughs> Neither a chick nor a pea. Disgust. It's that. <laughs>
1: oh my god.
0: <laughs> yes, I watched Mike Myers. It's in neither the 90s, chick whatever. nor pea. But it's that they watch like snippets of 30 second scenes from Bruce Tim's Batman the Animated series mm-hmm. in the like hot three second spurts in which yeah. the Joker's not a total flaming asshole to Harley Quinn. <laughs> And so they're like, Angie, oh, he's so sweet. He's just crazy. It's not his fault. And I'm like, no, it is his fault and he, it's bad. He
1: literally beats and demeans her at any given point in time. He
0: literally abuses her. He throws yeah. her to his mini. I mean, they go way more into it in the comics afterwards because, you know, comic writers were able to look at Bruce Tim's thing and be like, wow, that was messed up, homie, and extrapolate. And now Harley Quinn's actually kind of, like, in rehab from Joker. And that's why, you know, she has moved on so much and has now had been in a healthy relationship with Poison Ivy and, like, all of these great things have happened to Harley. But the Harley-Joker thing is not okay. It's not okay. And we need to stop. If you are in contact with a girl dressed in Hot Topic, who was talking about how she wants to find her joker. Just give her the old backhand and tell her to step
1: Or sign her up for one of those, like, prisoner pen pal things. I'm sure she can find a joker there.
0: <laughs> That's right. Those are your two oh, options. Monster.
1: There are plenty of wrongfully accused and wanting to rehabilitate people in prison. This is true. But there are also plenty of jokers. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with... I was thinking about it today. I was trying to pick ones that weren't, like, immediately obvious. Like, I wanted, I wanted to pick, like, one that was kind of, like, lost to history. And one that was kind of mainstream and probably will piss a bunch of people off. But it's how I feel. So I'm going to start <laughs> with the lost to history one, which I actually ended up with two. And just real quick... The whole, like, Johnny Storm and clone of a girl who looked like his sister thing. Really effing weird. Yeah, that was so Just gross. saying. And now the, the person who it was a clone of or an android of or whatever comics uh, <laughs> is married to the thing. And it's just all very complicated and strange. But the whole premise of this character was she was the daughter, stepdaughter of the puppet master who was one of their big villains. And he convinced her with a mind-controlled thing to, like, the thing. Not like he mind-controlled his thing, though. That would be a really cool superpower. <laughs> oh um, that would be really cool. He's like, look at it, Fantastic Four. And they're like, God, uh, who let you in? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Johnny, get the broom. Um, I should write comics. Drawing in by the Greg seven. Land. Yeah, right. Um... <laughs> call up boundless everybody um but yeah so he convinces her or kind of coerces her i guess to infiltrate the fantastic four disguised as sue because they're identical to the extent where reed richards who is sue's like fundamental love interest and stares deeply into her eyes at any chance he can get and johnny storm who is literally her freaking brother do not notice the difference. Just do not. And then after that whole debacle, Johnny starts trying to pull the sister panties off of this person. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait, you're not actually my sister. You just look like my sister. Cool. Let's and then do this thing. Years later, Johnny went on to form Pornhub. So... <laughs> um, and he was like, wait, stepsister videos are popular? Jeepers. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> for those who don't keep up with the news of Pornhub, good. Uh, the But anyway, the second one I wanted to talk about that was a little bit lost to history was Tara from the Teen Titans and Deathstroke. What? And Shut up. What? Yeah, so back in the Dizzy, uh, Tara Markov... Who was the daughter of the king of Markovia, had uh, rock flingy powers. Neat. Uh she was an earthbender.
0: Okay. Okay. Shout
1: out to all the earthbenders in the world, Jeremy. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh she she had a brother, I think, who was named like Geomancer. No, I don't think it was Geomancer. Geo something. Yeah, um Very literal and he was a good guy and she was kind of a little bit rough and tumble she ended up being like a hitman and then she met Slade um and i it's been a long time since i've like full on read this story cuz this was old story like back in teen Titan days and uh i think they boned or had some sort of weird romantic thing but she was like 15 that's not when okay. they met you know what i mean and slade has He's like the lead singer of Everclear. He's always been an old guy. Um, <laughs> point. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. It's... They like had this weird romantic thing and then she joins the Teen Titans without them being aware of her connection and then basically traps them and comes out and is like, It's funny because it's like horribly, I think it was the 80s, but it's like horribly old school comics because she like comes out and to fully send home that she's a bad person, she's smoking. Oh my God. They're in like a hive base and they're all in superhero garb, but she like strolls out smoking and calling people like jive turkeys and stuff like that.
0: Oh, sweet And so
1: you really get that she's actually a bad, I think Beast Boy even comments like, you don't normally talk like this! And She's not, like, swearing. She's not like, hey, gay boy, or anything like that. Like, she's not being rude or derogatory. She's just, like, talking in, like, hip slang. You know what I mean? She's being that
0: drama kid. Yeah,
1: and Beast Boy's like,
0: you don't usually slang! Who
1: taught you this? <laughs> and it's really, it's bizarre. But that that is, I'm gonna go with that one. I think that one wins over the Johnny Storm thing, because... it's got creepy like creepy like pedo things going for it. So.
0: Speaking of odd like age difference creepy relationship icky stuff I did a little research before our session this evening. "Eh -eh, Don't you be peeking. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know this was a thing and it Freaks me out and I hate it and I hate it so much. So we all know that Rogan Gambit, you know, hashtag forever, hashtag married, mm. all of those things, and that's great. Oh yeah, I know. But apparently there was a time when she broke up with Gambit and she started Bone and Magneto.
1: Yeah, I feel like Rogue, and there's a few instances of Rogue and Magneto being canoodled. Because I know in Age of Apocalypse, I think, they were a thing.
0: Ew! Ew! Ew, ew! 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 No! Ew! No! You know, ew! I mean, but... You no! Know, <laughs> no! But, come
1: on, in the comics, he's, like, yeah, he's old, he's but like he's not, like... He's, like,
0: 70! Yeah, but
1: he's not, like, feeble old. He's, like... You know, it would be like, you're telling me that you would like join a school as a teenager and you would interact with this person who is essentially like a muscly, white haired Michael Fassbender, right? And then you get a little bit older and he's like, hey, let's go get milkshakes. And you're going to be like, no.
0: Except, except it's not like a white haired Michael Fassbender. it's just straight up Ian McClellan.
1: He'd be like, hey there, you look like a stand-up dame. Let's go get Malted's. And you'd be like, no, I don't want that.
0: Ew! <laughs> Ew! Don't!
1: I would go get Malted's with Ian McClellan.
0: I mean, uh, Strictly
1: I want... Strictly
0: mean, I, I, wanna, <laughs> I, I mean, that sounds like fun, but like... Yeah. The creepy other stuff that happens yep. afterwards, supposedly, no. Yep. And then I also have one, Lost to History, that is simultaneously like the worst couple I and the best couple. I
1: totally know exactly which one you're going to bring up, because <laughs> I knew when we came up with this idea <laughs> that you were going to bring this up, and I love the story of this one. So, um, I'm super excited.
0: So, there was a period of time, it all took place off camera. Mm-hmm. It all took place in, in past tense. But Squirrel Girl was romantically and physically involved with wolf a yeah
1: so in what In i think it's in the i want to say it's in the mighty avengers that this happens but it's in one of the avengers books in the like mid 2000s um luke cage and jessica jones have a baby and they are hiring nannies to watch over their baby And they ask for a bunch of, like, super people, and they go through this, like, rigorous hiring thing because they want to make sure that the person who's watching their baby can truly take care of their baby. Right. And they end up finding Squirrel Girl, and Squirrel Girl's, like, super effing weird. And I think (laughs) before this point, she was just kind of a throwaway character. Like, I think she hadn't appeared much, and it was always just a humorous thing.
0: I don't even know if she had appeared beyond the, like, initial introduction with Tony Stark. this was
1: the advent of the, like, Squirrel Girl, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl concept, if I'm not mistaken. This was when it started to come about. And meanwhile, while they're interviewing people in the backyard, Wolverine and Iron Fist are sparring. And they kind of, like, come to a point where it's, like, a quote-unquote tie and they both think they won. And Squirrel Girl walks out there, and Wolverine and her literally have a moment and talk about, like, like reference ambiguous moments where they boned in the
0: past. With things literally like, I thought we agreed we'd never see each other again. Yeah. And, well, you look good. Well, you look amazing. like yeah. Like, huh? What? Yeah, it's Whoa. so weird.
1: And then Squirrel Girl proceeds to kick his ass in a spar with the help of Squirrels. It's great. It's it's, it's so great. Hard. It's like fantastic comic book writing. It's just like this bizarre, obscure, like really surreal moment in the middle of what otherwise is just a normal superhero, like broody superhero book, you know?
0: And it, it it's a terrible couple because if you know anything about Squirrel Girl, she has equal powers of squirrel and girl and she tries to fight crime. With her brain and her heart before her fists. But she will totally take you out with her fists because mm-hmm. she's dope. But she's like the most positive, uplifting, kind-hearted, considerate, best friend type character that's ever been and or was. And then there's Wolverine who's just kind of a giant broody douchebag all the time. Like if he can't fix it by killing it... he probably just not gonna fix it. (laughs) And so the thought of the two of them is literally like like yin, bone, and yang. And it's weird. But they're also kind of the best couple because it's hilarious. Yeah.
1: Because it's just a fun concept.
0: It kind of makes sense that he would respect her because literally there has never been a foe that she couldn't beat. She's on like first name basis with Dr. Doom. She has stopped Galactus from eating the planet. She has uh like literally just everybody. All of the big baddies she has put down and told to stop and wins every time because she's unbeatable.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's great. Undefeatable.
0: So it makes sense that the unbeatable and undeathable <laughs> did it. <laughs>
1: So, I'm going to drop a bomb real quick. Uh-oh. I have always despised when Superman and Wonder Woman end up in a relationship. Yeah. Because I feel like, personally, it does nothing for, like, either of their characters. Yeah. You know? Like, on a Superman side, like, it, because the couple itself really presents this whole kind of, like, arian utopia couple mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean they're both gorgeous they're both badasses super powered nigh unstoppable super smart super polite and clean cut and you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they're both really like it's so it's just it's this like arian ideal couple and i just find it bizarre that superman would never have a problem with that also honestly wonder Woman was just very intense for him and also he's just always had this kind of like obsessive boner for humanity mm-hmm. in general. Agreed. And then on a Wonder Woman side, I just don't know why she would be so fond of somebody who is so like selectively weak. As oh, yeah. Superman is. You know, yeah. what I mean like she was raised to be a warrior, raised to revere the gods and revere battle and revere strength over all else. And while I could see her fully respecting him, not, you know, choosing to not be, like, this high-powered, like, dictator, you know, by all means, like, I can understand that. But I don't know why she would be able to form this romantic relationship with this guy who is such a boy scout. I've just never thought, I've always thought the people that cram them together, the times that they've been crammed together, it's always just like, Hey, this one's hot. This one's hot. They're both super. Put them together, you know. And it's it, it just doesn't do anything for their character, in my opinion. But it happens all the time. There's all kinds of like Elseworlds titles, and you know it happened in the mainstream comics for a long freaking time. And it just like there's so many elements of both of their characters that don't go together. Mm -hmm. And this may just all, you know. Not trying to shut down my own argument, but honestly, this all just may lead back to the fact that I loved the like Batman Wonder Woman romantic arcs from the animated shows. <laughs> That's
0: valid. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I I've can't always argue thought with they that. made
1: a better couple anyway. Um, and I'm kind of sad that the Justice League run of movies is deteriorating because they were kind of setting it up like it was gonna be. That they were way. hinting at it. Yeah. Um, and I'd be down for that. But, I don't know, I just, I understand wanting to put super people together, but I feel like theirs was the type of couple that was written into the story because it's the two main people. You know what I mean? Main example of female superhero, main example of male superhero, couple, you know, and it just, it was bizarre. It's always bothered me.
0: I totally understand, and I think my biggest issue I have with when they put Superman and Wonder Woman together is that when they do so, what essentially results is that they lose their independent um, personalities and immediately get placed into a Zeus-Hera archetype. And so Superman, when he's in a relationship with Wonder Woman, he it's when he gets power hungry and it's when he stops caring about humanity and it's when he stops you know, taking the rules that he's placed on himself as the ruler or as the protector of Earth seriously and just sort of does whatever he wants. And when Wonder Woman is placed into that role, it's when they make her jealous. It's when they make her vindictive. It's when they make her callous and and rude. And it's literally like, you force them together because you want them to rule olympus you want them to rule over the superheroes you want them to be the king and queen and but you don't let them keep their autonomy when they do it because mm-hmm. together they wouldn't their autonomous characters wouldn't work together so you have to change them to fit that placement and it just destroys who they are yep and it doesn't it doesn't work i agree with you
1: And just to close out this whole segment, I just want to send a reminder to all the writers out there. A situation where Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, is in danger and Batman sends Nightwing to go help should be the only time Batman ever gives Barbara dick.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Just a reminder. Oof. I oh, I felt that one in my uh.
1: <laughs> Just a reminder, so for for you for you people involved in the killing joke animated film.
0: Shame I'm, on you. Shame, shame on you. Well, I think that's it.
1: That is the end.
0: That's a wrap, folks. Good- I hope you enjoyed Goodbye. us today. Goodbye.
1: Start packing up Uh, it was good it was pretty good that went well i think you laughed too loud but we're
0: not we're not we're not done done we're not you said we were done you said that was it okay fine fine fine
1: do the outro
0: okay well well, thanks for joining us and you you're not even gonna participate
1: relationships are fun (laughs) i hope everybody had a happy Valentine's Day. It's and true. If you are in a relationship, I hope you spent it with the person you love the most. And if you are not in a relationship, I hope your dominant hand is not too sore.
0: From eating all that chocolate. From
1: eating all that chocolate and making yourself a delicious cake to indulge in. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Why are you looking at me
0: yeah. like that? Yeah. Sorry, parents. <laughs> uh if you want more cover B. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at CoverBeepodcast. Um
1: We can, have a better website URL now. We do! Yay. We're so
0: legit now, you guys. All you have to do is go to www.coverbypodcastcom Dot
1: com, bitches. Boop, boop, boop. No, no more Weebly bullshit.
0: We're still on Weebly
1: and if they wanted Sorry, Weebly.
0: And if they wanted to like pay for Sorry. our annual subscription, that'd be dope. Mm-hmm. So we love you, Weebly. You're great. Thanks.
1: Hashtag non spawn um, <laughs> And you can follow us on Instagram. We both have Instagrams.
0: Yes, and you can find that we on our website. We keep
1: with them regularly. We also have merchandise possibilities on our website if you want a cool t-shirt or sticker or like a tote. Go get a hat. Go get a hat. We have cool hats. Yep.
0: Um, but yeah. So stay tuned for next week when we... Do this and
1: continue annoying you. And
0: we're still stupid. Right so,
1: here.
0: Cover B. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bye guys.
0: Bye.